everybody. I am Jen with Jen Hill Organizing. And I'm Brad with Junking Toledo. And welcome to another episode of What the Junk. So happy to have you here with us today. And we're going to talk about a topic that I think has a variety of opinions and definitions. We're going to talk about minimalism. I like it. Ooh. I feel like it's important, too. People need to know where we stand with minimalism. Absolutely. Absolutely. So minimalism, like we said, I mean, I think it has like a full spectrum. And in my journey of even reading some books and articles, um, you know, I think my first thing when I think of minimalism, it's a very hard word to say, (laughs) um, is that like it's some person living on a mattress on the floor and they have like two pairs of shoes and like, you know, three outfits, you know, just like very, very simple life. Right. Which some people legit do that, and it works for them, and that's great. But it can be more than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think there's definitely kind of that trend of, like, less stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is different for everyone. Uh, so I, I think about, like, for me, it's it's very much about just getting rid of the stuff that I don't use, right? And not buying or accepting things that I'm not going to use because I'm not going to use them. So I don't need them taking up space in my life. Yeah. So in that respect, then I feel like minimalism could be different for every person. Right. Right. So there could be 5 million, billion, however many people there are on the planet. I don't know. Billions, billions of different opinions (laughs) of what minimalism is. Um, So, and I think that that journey can progress in, in different phases of your life as well. Right. So if you have, you know, kids, maybe minimalism looks something in that phase. Whereas, you know, if you don't have kids or you're an older adult or a younger adult and just starting off and it can mean different things for what your phase in life is. Right. No, absolutely. Well, and I think about it. So so like my garage. Right. So took you out so you could see see what a a, a kind of organized garage is. Many hobbies. I I do. I love my garage. Hobbies. Um, but, it, but I always make it a point to try to go through my garage regularly and say, okay, like these are things I'm not using. These are things I am using, what I am going to use, how am I going to organize it? So it's not taking up too much space. Um, and, and that is my hobby, right? So it's something I love, something I enjoy and, and I'm a sucker for tools when I'm out there and I see some cool tool. Um, but there's definitely times where I may buy the tool cause I think I'm going to use it. And then it's been sitting there for two years and I don't use that uh, right. or pieces of wood guys love keeping all the little pieces of wood that you have left from projects. Carpenters, man. I, right? I, I, uh, I have one of those at home. Right? <laughs> and, and every once in a while, you just got to clear that stuff out. You do. You do. And and I think anyone who has like that creative side, I think that can be very challenging um, because we just see this potential in things, right? right? Like, man, someday I can make this cool project with that. Um, someday is a naughty word. Um, it is one of like the cuss words of organizing is you know the someday one day you know all these hopes and dreams and while there is a place for that we also have to be realistic um and and yeah the thing of you know what i bought this tool and maybe it didn't actually do what i needed it to do and so it wasn't the best purchase and that's fine and now i just need to let it go um but being able to have that awareness i mean it's huge right 
I think um, I think people who do like just regular like crafting and stuff like that too kind of fall into this trap. Oh right? yeah, Dude, like I knit. Right. And um, I meet regularly with some other knitter friends who've been knitting and crocheting like way longer than I have, and they're constantly talking about their stash. I mean, any other like knitters and crocheters out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I keep like telling them, like I don't I don't want to get there. <laughs> like I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross that line. Um, but I also know that, yeah, for me, as, I mean, I like to knit, I do that, but I'm not as, like, intense as some of these other people. Like, right. I don't practice it as much as some of these other people do. Um, and so having a smaller stash makes sense for me, right? Um, so, so yeah, crafting, who, <laughs> yeah, um, actually not too long ago, um, maybe, well, gosh, geez, probably about six months ago now at this point, because time is crazy. Um, I, we were like redoing some stuff in the office and I have a whole like drawers with like crafty yeah. supplies. I was like, Ooh, like magnets that were old that, you know, I stole off of other things that were broken. Right. Or, um, you know, magnet schedules. It's like, Oh, I could cut these up and put oh, them yeah. on. Yeah. Someday. And I had to be, mm-hmm, I had to be very realistic. I went through those and I was like, you know what? I don't think I've touched half of this stuff since we moved here. And that's been four years since we've been in this house. So it was very refreshing to me to be able to go through all of that and and really look at what I had. And I like, forgot about half the stuff that was in there. And I got rid of a lot, but I kept a good amount of things that I now know what's in there, which is great. Right. Well, and then I I think that we all, we all have those things that we're passionate about, that we enjoy. And to me, I think one of the areas of minimalism that's important is, is minimizing those things those areas that we don't care about, mm. right? So I like I think along the, like the someday line, right? I think people like to stash stuff that they that they're gonna have for a future house, right? So maybe you're, you're in an apartment right now and you're like, someday when I have a house, so you just you keep keeping these things that maybe really don't mean that much to you, right? Because someday you're gonna have a house that you can put these things in. And then when you actually get that house, half the time you've outgrown those things. You don't really care about those things. You don't have the right place for those things. Um, and so that's where I think it's important really to like think about, okay, like down the road when I have the bigger house, I'll be able to find that stuff later, mm -hmm. right? Like I'll be able to find those things. You you kind of like get that space and then the things come along, maybe like thrift shop then because you know like I need a little table. I need a little something like you know, for this space right. to make this space a usable space for me. Um, I think where I really kind of focus on minimalism was when I when I became single and I was like, all right, I enjoy my garage time, right? But I do not enjoy all these decorations around my house, right? That was something that like was important to somebody else and was not important to me. So a lot of that stuff went, you know, and then I really kept my house very basic because to me, like that was the energy that I was looking for out of my house. I didn't want to spend time dusting knickknacks, right? Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. want to spend time, <laughs> like, kind of <laughs> cleaning around things, doing stuff. You know, I just wanted a simple, you know, approach to, to how my house was. Um, and then in my garage, like, I may have a lot of stuff in the garage, but I really use a lot of that stuff regularly, right? Um, so it's about figuring out how to organize that stuff. So it's not necessarily the 
minimalizing the stuff, but making sure that the stuff that I do have is stuff I'm going to use and it's organized in a way that's going to make it so that I can find it when I do need it. Because, right. um, you know, you can stash it away all you want, but if you can't find it when you need it, then you'll never use it. And then right. it's still just taking up space someplace. Right. Exactly. Um, so a couple resources um, that I've I've read some books about minimalism um, that I thoroughly enjoyed and, and definitely got some different perspectives on. Um, Joshua Becker is a huge author in, in this topic. Um, and I'm going to look at my notes because I can't remember exactly which book of his I read. Um, but doo -doo -doo. Um, let's see, The More of Less. I like that. Yeah. And his like big revelation came... Um, one day when he was working on his garage, and like we, speaking of garages, right. and, and a neighbor walks by and, you know, as he's like lugging all of this stuff out and, and sorting through it and getting rid of stuff that's broken, you know, a neighbor, I think made some sort of a comment of like, you know, you don't have to keep all that stuff. And to him, like, that was just like his light bulb moment of like, wait, what do you mean? I don't have to just have all of this stuff <laughs> you know and it's like right. those tools or like the lawn equipment that you're like maybe i'm not a gardener and i right. don't need all these things um but there's these like preconceived notions like oh well i i should have these because i'm a homeowner or i should have these because i'm a parent or because i'm a man or because i'm a woman and it was just kind of cool that that was like his epiphany of like no you don't you don't have to right well and i think our interests change too right i mean i think like i remember when i wanted to be a gardener and that lasted for like one summer. Yeah. And then I was like, no. So, but it's hard to let go of that stuff because you paid real money for that, right? right? So there's resources that you spent on these things that, um, you know, war, sometimes it's like that. Like, I'm not a gardener, but I want to be a gardener. Yes. And if I have this stuff, then, then maybe, help me. yeah, maybe someday I will be the gardener. Yeah. Yeah. I and haven't it, given up on gardening. Right. I'm not good at it, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm good at it until the bugs get it. I'm not good at keeping the bugs off. Yeah, of I forget to water things. Yeah, that's kind of essential. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another book that I read, pause because again I have to look that up, um, was by a Japanese author. So I loved the idea of having a different culture perspective. That was kind of yeah. Cool. Um, it's called Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasakai. I don't know. I just want to butcher that. We'll put a note in the notes. <laughs> So you don't have to listen to my butcher name pronunciation. Um, but he is definitely more on the like extreme side of things. Um, and it was a it was a journey for him. And he he I like that in his book he broke down like every space in a home and just went through like item by item, like, you know, here's things that you need to look at, here's things you should just get rid of. Um, so it was, again, just like a really cool perspective. Don't think I'm going to be as intense as him. Right. Um, but his big thing was he was tired of spending all the time feeling like he had to tidy and clean. Right. And he is like, you know what? Like the less things I have, the less I have to clean them. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting read. Yeah. There's, um, the documentary, I think it's on Netflix, but the the minimalism documentary. Oh, I've not um, watched that. It's very good. Yeah, it sounds like you do a lot of reading. I love. To I read. like to watch it, but no, it was, and that's very good. And that, I think, really through there, like he really does a lot of kind of exploring different types of minimalism that I think is great. Um, to the like the person who has like twelve clothing items and lives in a little apartment with, you know, like one chair or whatever, right? right? Which. You know, and then and then to the people who like they have stuff, right? But it's it's more about 
you know, kind of really keeping that stuff that like brings them joy and energy and, and, and eliminating those things that, you know, that you're cleaning around that really don't have a meaning to you. Right. Um, or like kind of the process that people have gone through to let go of some things um, and, and downsize because that's the other piece of this, right? We, we're, we're always, you know, people will buy a bigger house because they have more stuff. And then they, you know, they fill that house with stuff. And then they mm-hmm. need a bigger house because it's cramps. And then they get a bigger house, but then they fill it with more stuff. And this is like constant evolving piece yeah. of life, right? Yeah. And so then you have to make more money for the bigger house or the more stuff uh, versus having the space that really like fits within your means. Um, and, and then really focusing on the stuff that brings you kind of that joy and that energy. Right. And then I think the other piece that's sometimes really hard for people when they are getting rid of things is like, you don't want to just throw it in the garbage, right? And so I know like I have plenty of garage things that I held on to for a long time. So I was like, I don't want to throw all this metal or these good things like in the garbage, right? It, it may be a taillight that I don't need, but I know that somebody else may need it. Um, and so I think it's really cool like looking – so like I, I've sold a lot of that kind of stuff on eBay. Um, and it may not make much money on it. You know, I'm not getting rich. Um, I usually maybe just about break even. I probably yeah. made like 50 cents an hour on my actual time. By, right. You know, um, but I've shipped like taillights for um, a Toyota down to Puerto Rico, which was cool. Oh I was gosh, like, yeah, yeah, somebody in Puerto Rico is going to put these taillights into their car. And uh, and so I think stuff like that is cool. So, you know, I may not it, – it, for me, it's not about making a bunch of money on the stuff that's in there, but it's about – finding a good place for it, right? So before I started the junk business, um, I just kind of looked up a scrapper, right? And I just had like a lot of random metal things from from demolition derby cars, right? That were just like sitting behind my garage. And I was like, I need to clean this stuff out. Right. But I didn't want to just like throw like metal stuff in the garbage. This right. guy was thrilled, right? So he came, he got it, you know, and and, and he recycled it. And so, uh, so it was really a win-win. You know, now that I have a junk removal business, it uh, makes it a lot easier to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but... But, you know, I, I think also sometimes people associate, like, a lot of cost with that, right? So even if I had paid a company to come in and do all the work for me, hauling all that stuff out behind my garage, it would have cost probably $150, right? And, like, I was so relieved to have that space back. Right. I didn't have to, like, every day wonder if Look my neighbors were going to complain about mm-hmm. a bunch of car parts behind my garage. Because I know if I was the neighbor, I would have complained. Right. Uh, but luckily, my neighbors really liked me. Uh, but for like 150 bucks, that stuff, somebody would have cleaned it all out for me and it would have been gone and everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the cost isn't as much as sometimes we think the cost is going to be. Um, and then, you know, so for some people that may have like an extra couch, they haven't used that couch in forever, right? That's a pretty inexpensive thing to have somebody come and take out of your house for you. Right. And, and a lot of times there's an organization that may need it. that may even come and take it Mm -hmm. at no charge. Right. Um, if it's if it's in good shape and something that can be reused, so I yeah. think that that's, you know, people they don't want to just throw things out. Yeah, which I mean, I th- I think everything that you kind of talked about could be different episodes all on their own. Oh, and they um, will be. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Stay Spoiler tuned. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I mean, I think that again, just to kind of wrap this up, that minimalism I think could mean so many different things. Um, so don't be scared by that word. I think it just really means boiling down to what is actually serving you versus you serving it and, you know, taking away some of your time and joy and, um, peace of mind. Uh, cause as soon as it, you know, crosses that line, it's not worth holding on to. So, yeah. And I think the big thing is that it means something different to everybody. 
Absolutely. So, so you, you may, you know, you may hear what we have to say and be like, I don't agree with that, but it doesn't mean that like that minimalism, minimalism isn't a part of your life and my life. Like, you know, I think it's something that we've all want to grasp in some way, um, but it means something different to all of us. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Is that a wrap for like, I think that's yeah. A wrap.